Hello, I'm Nick Bastow, and welcome to this special Ipa Victoria podcast. Today, we're joined by Deanne Stewart, who's the CEO of Aware Super, an industry superannuation fund for people working in the public sector. Aware Super now has over 1.1 million members, and it manages over $150 billion in members' super savings, making it one of Australia's largest superannuation funds. Vic Super was sponsoring partner of IPA Victoria's Top 50 Public Sector Women Awards, and in today's discussion, we'll be talking to Deanne about her perspectives on some of the ideas that underpin the awards and the ongoing challenge of improving gender equity and diversity in the workplace. Deanne started life in regional New South Wales with two parents who were teachers. After university, she found herself working in New York at Merrill Lynch Investments Management. Then she joined the famous consultancy McKinsey & Company in London, working as their engagement manager. Deanne joined Aware Super as Chief Executive Officer in 2018, and she's led Aware during a period of immense change. Under her leadership, Aware Super has completed three mergers, changed its name, and like all other industry funds, has dealt with waves of regulatory change and political uncertainty. And of course, much of that work has been done in the new working world of created by COVID. So there's a lot to talk about. Deanne, as the CEO of Aware Super, you're the leader of a large organisation in the banking and finance sector. That's a sector that, like the public sector, has more women than men working in it overall. But again, like the public sector, it's also a sector where the number of women decrease as you go further up in seniority. When you look back at your career, what are some of the things that have helped you to get where you are as a female leader in a male-dominated sector? Oh, well, thanks, Nick. And and before I answer you that question, I'd just like to say a huge thank you. It's a privilege to join you today. And for the partnership, I think, between Aware Super and IPA Victoria, um, it means a lot to us. And, and a huge congratulations for your focus on gender equality. Um, and very happy to have partnered with you over the Top 50 Public Sector Women Awards. Um, so critical to really celebrate and recognise the amazing women in public sector. So I just wanted to start there and really acknowledge that. Uh, Certainly if I think about myself and my own career and, you know, what's really helped me, uh, there's certainly been lots of lessons learned along the way, by the way, and I'm sure we'll touch on those. But I think above all, there's a couple of things that have really helped me along the way. First of all, quite frankly, in my career, particularly in those younger years, not getting fixated with the role. You know, I hear so many uh, young colleagues being so fixated on getting the perfect role. Um, I was what I almost call an experience gatherer, going from sort of the finance side, the investment side, strategy side, sales, operations, marketing, digital And it's through all those experiences when I think about it now being a CEO, really understanding how an organisation functions and how critical each unit is. That's certainly been one of the the huge parts. But I certainly also say as a female, um, I've had some great mentors and sponsors along the way that I think have given me the right nudge and confidence, quite frankly, at times when I sort of lacked my own confidence Uh, So that has really helped me and I'm incredibly grateful for those individuals. And then along the way, I've also worked out a couple of things. Number one is just how important the values and culture of an organisation and the leadership versus sort of other things that you might think equal success, i.e. promotions and dollars. 
um, I've learned that probably the hard way and and really uh, valued from that. But also, secondly, the importance of self-reflection and just constantly learning. There is no such thing as a perfect leader. Um, there is such a thing, though, as a leader that just keeps getting better and better and growing and enabling that in others. And that's certainly what I've learnt and strive to do now and into the future. We'll, we'll come back to those leadership questions about leadership and culture a little later, but maybe I could ask you to tell us about a moment in your career that was particularly challenging and then what you did in response to that challenge and then I suppose thirdly, how that experience shaped your thinking about your career in the longer term. Yeah, there's certainly been a few moments, I would say, and I think there's some real truth to your greatest learnings and growth come from either when you've failed or you've come pretty close to failing. And if I reflect on my career, I would say that is so true. So sort of one or two moments really shine out for me. One is I so remember the day that I was um, overlooked for a promotion and certainly on paper, uh, everything would have said that promotion should have gone to me. I had all of the experience, probably the most in the organisation for that particular promotion. Um, I certainly had uh, very strong results. Uh, Certainly my boss backed me, um, but was overlooked for the promotion. And um, apart from feeling incredibly disappointed (laughs) in that moment, um, when I sort of took myself away and came back and spent time um, with HR to understand what had occurred, one of the things that they did do as sort of a second prize for not getting the promotion was they sent me on this just amazing women in leadership course. And they actually got me to reflect on some of the things that I did and how I acted. And particularly as a female leader, what were some of the things that may be getting in my road? And what I realised, there was a really amazing course that said, that really at the heart of it said, look, when you get up more and more senior in an organisation, there are three things you've got to get right. Credibility, you've got to be good at your job. Uh, Um, sponsorship and connection across the whole of the organisation and then executive presence that you really needed all three to continue to get into really senior positions. And if I think about being overlooked in that promotion, I was really honed in on credibility. I was doing that in spades, doing a good job, but I wasn't really spending time networking. I thought that was a dirty word (laughs) or connecting right across the organisation. And I certainly wasn't giving much thought to my executive presence. You know, how was I perceived the moment I walked into a room? And it really dawned on me that ultimately at the end of the day, those elements in its entirety are really important, particularly in senior roles. But many females overlook number two and three, which is the importance of that sponsorship and connection across an organisation versus just doing a good job and executive presence. And that's certainly where I've spoken to a lot of uh, females over the years on lessons learned from that from that experience. You've had a particular focus and interest in the issue of gender equity in the workplace, and it's clearly a huge public policy challenge. One of the most obvious signs of that lack of equity is the pay gap that exists between men and women. Maybe you could just quickly refresh our memory about the scale of the pay gap generally, some of the things that drive that gap, and then I suppose given your position, how that gap plays out in superannuation, which is obviously the area you have a particular focus on. 
certainly do have a, a, a real passion for gender equality. And one of the core elements that says we're, there, not there, we're not there yet is certainly the gender pay gap. And then the knock-on impact, quite frankly, that that then has on women's retirement savings. Um, and so that's certainly where I've got to focus, obviously, running one of the largest super funds. But just so that you know the facts, um, the gender pay gap at the moment is around just under 14%. And that really hasn't moved much in the last couple of years. Now, what that means is men and women doing the same job, the same level, getting paid 14% difference. And therefore, for your average Australian, that can be somewhere between fifteen dollars and $25,000 difference per annum in terms of what they're getting paid. So that certainly is a contributor together with the time that women take out, often around uh, caring for little ones, uh, older family, uh, certainly that falls disproportionately on females, and then often coming back part-time, sometimes through choice, but sometimes because they can't afford childcare and they actually are going net backwards. Uh, so those aspects then contribute to actually a much greater gap uh, for women into retirement. And so we certainly see in our data, females retiring about 25% less than their male counterparts, which has such a huge uh, impact on their retirement and dignity in retirement. We'll come to some of the, I suppose, the issues that drive um, that sort of inequality in the workplace. But there are clearly some make macro, at the macro level, there are clearly some public policy levers that governments have control over that could help close the gender pay gap and thereby improving women's financial security in retirement. What are some of those really big macro levers that governments control that could at least help to change the current situation? There are several key things that could be done and certainly government and policy would make a huge difference to that. And we are strong advocates. Look, there's about three or four things that I'd say, Nick. First of all, actually really seeing the superannuation guarantee go through to 12% has a meaningful impact on most working women's uh, retirement savings. So that's certainly number one. But secondly, where we start to see the real gap appear between men and females' um, retirement savings is actually around um, uh, giving birth to the children and parental leave. So we are really strong advocates for paying superannuation on parental leave, whether that's female or male, because that's when the gap begins to appear. Uh, so take a female that takes uh, a couple of years out and they are not earning an income, they are not earning superannuation on their pay. Uh, so certainly the government paying uh, SG on the Commonwealth uh, parental scheme would be a huge uh, help from that perspective. But then thirdly, universal childcare and making childcare either free or very affordable for the vast majority of women. We come across so many of our members that um, either find it hard to get back into the workforce because of the cost of childcare or only choose to work two or three days because that fourth day or fifth day is it they, they're going back negative because childcare is so expensive. You know, on average, about $150 a day. That is incredibly difficult for many women uh, to afford or many families, quite frankly, to afford. So that would be the third thing. And then for our older uh, cohort of women, we see a real, um, real vulnerability and a real issues, particularly for single women 
um, that have not had the opportunity of earned superannuation through their entire career um, and may not own their own home, and they are the most vulnerable. Uh, and so I certainly think looking at really addressing housing affordability, but particularly rental assistance for those older single women that have not had superannuation their entire career, do not have a home, uh, that would also make a meaningful impact to the financial security of, of those that cohort. Another way of measuring gender inequity in the workplace is the gender split in senior leadership positions within an organisation. Now, the Victorian Public Service as an institution has now got more women than men in executive level positions, but that parity disappears when you broaden the group out to the wider Victorian public sector and then the even broader Victorian public entities. That sort of gender imbalance creates a particular challenge for leaders because employment patterns are things that leaders can influence, at least to some extent. As the leader of a large organisation that employs more than a thousand people, what sort of things do you do to try to improve or maintain gender equity within AWARE? Um, well, I'm glad you started that with the performance of the public sector because I do think that they are more of a role model than most organisations, quite frankly. And I think it's a hint to the things that you need to do to really help drive gender equality because it is quite stark. If you look at, say, ASX 200, only 5% are CEOs. So as one of the largest investors here in Australia, one of the things that we're asking companies to do in a far more consistent basis is actually disclose the percentage, not just of women on board, but women at that sort of the one level and two levels below CEO, because that's where you see such a huge disparity. And still, even in the public sector, you still see disparity at that level. But I would call out uh, Victoria for doing very well right across the board with gender equality. If I think, I guess your question was much more related to AWARE Super and what do we do to really support it. There's probably a couple of things that I'd, I'd really start with. And once again, I think this is reflected in the public sector as well. First of all, it starts with the tone from the top. So does the board and the CEO really support it and really believe in the, the importance of gender equality, but quite frankly, all of the advantages that that then brings in terms of diversity of thought, better innovation, better challenge and better outcomes for us, certainly better outcomes for members. So it starts there in my mind in the tone for the top. But I also think that with success begets success. And so what I mean by that is one of the reasons we hone in as an investor on companies that are going to perform well is we look at what is the percentage of that top leadership level that are females because all of the research shows that those companies that have really good gender balance at that really senior level tend to outperform their peers by 5 to 10%. So certainly from an aware super perspective, that tone from the top and really making sure we've got really strong gender diversity at a board and a senior executive level is really where it starts and ends because that then has such a ripple effect right across the organisation. You certainly need the policies and the frameworks to make sure you are supporting it. So things that I mentioned like parental leave, really good carers leave, all those sorts of elements. But ultimately, it really is about that, do you actually uh, have such gender equality at that senior level that then actually continues to really flow through the rest of the organisation? 
And then finally, a thing that we really work on is around our culture and having an incredibly inclusive and diverse culture and really celebrating that. Because ultimately, I often find um, when I talk to, to women that have left organisations or who are not putting their hand up to go to that next senior level, if you actually listen underneath why they're either leaving the organisation or not putting their hand up, it's often cultural at the heart of it. Why would I want to take that job when it's toxic? Or why would I want to take that job when a woman's voice is not heard? Uh, so for me, really making sure that the workplace environment and culture is a really inclusive culture is the other aspect that we certainly work on uh, at Aware Super and try and make sure that it's the, hot, the culture works for all individuals um, and that people feel that they can really bring their best self to work. Superannuation funds are an incredibly powerful tool to pursue public policy objectives and industry super funds, I guess, have a particular role they play. Do you think superannuation funds, when they make investments, they should be looking at gender issues in terms of deciding whether they should make an investment or not? Uh, Certainly it is something that we take into consideration. So uh, and it's and it's done more broadly under our ESG or Environment, Social and Governance framework, where we look at both the risks and the opportunities that those different aspects bring. So under certainly um, that banner, we look at that gender lens and diversity in the organisations that we look to either invest in or continue to hold. And the reason for that is it matters. It actually impacts investment returns. Back to that point that I mentioned earlier, when we look at companies that have really good gender diversity, but also things like zero tolerance for sexual harassment and abuse, um, those organisations that have a really positive culture for women to work in and have really strong diversity at a senior level outperform their peers. So in terms of getting members' best returns, that is certainly something that we focus at when we engage and review companies, for sure. We've talked about some of the big macro sort of issues and the, the role of leaders, but in terms of improving people's um, long-term financial security, there probably are actions that women can take themselves to create positive change and make an impact on their own financial future. What are some of those individual steps that, that women themselves can take? Yeah, it's a great question. And you know what? It it actually starts with, do you know your superannuation? And it's amazing how many people are like, um, sort of. Um, so I would actually start there. I would say, do you know what super fund you're in? And is it a good performing fund that actually has competitive fees? And have you downloaded the app? And do you know what your balance is and what's going on? So for me, it starts with just getting yourself informed, quite frankly. And so if I look at say um, our app so we've got um, actually it's it's uh, been nominated for several design awards in Australia because it's so easy to use we've co-designed it with our members so that it's so easy to actually review how it's performing how you're going but you can also literally with one click change things top up etc so it does start with being just really familiar with your superannuation and your fund and just having the app handy But then secondly, I'd often say to women, if you possibly can, just get in a habit of topping up or salary sacrificing where you possibly can. Now, that may not be an option for some women, but for many women, just that extra coffee a week 
makes such a difference into retirement. And what I often remind, particularly young women, is every dollar that you put into superannuation in your 20s has such a compounding impact that that dollar, you have to put five times as much in in your 50s to have the same impact into retirement. And so just small amounts, topping up and having a look at that is really important. And then the third thing that I would say for many women, particularly those that have taken time out of the workforce or are actually in lower paid roles, um, there is actually several um, co-contributions and government contributions for those that are below income thresholds that they should absolutely be taking advantage of because that actually really helps them in the long run as well. So they are just some of the, the practical things. Beyond all of that, I would say, and particularly um, if you might be, say, 15 to 10 years out from thinking about retiring, actually seeking some help. So certainly super funds like Aware Super have um, a whole team of people to help provide really good guidance and advice for people heading into retirement and into retirement. So actually seeking out that help, often if it's just about the fund, it's for free. Um, but if it's more complex than that, uh, certainly there's a fee to that. Getting that help can actually create such a difference to your future and how confident you feel about your future as well. So there's some a, a few tips for you. <laughs> the last couple of years have been incredibly stressful and difficult for individuals and workplaces. And in that sort of environment, it's easy for issues like workplace gender inequality to be pushed aside or maybe not get the focus they need. How confident are you that in spite of all the other issues and the priorities that workplaces are having to think about now, that gender equity is going to get the attention it deserves? Look, I'm an optimist by nature, Nick. <laughs> and I do think that gender equality is certainly having a really significant voice if you look at it in the in the what's occurred these last couple of days. Unfortunately, sometimes for the wrong reasons, the degree of harassment and bullying, whether it's in corporations or whether it's in parliament, uh, it's certainly you're seeing more and more women speaking out saying this is not good enough. And I think you are seeing both movement and uh, significant advocacy for the improvements. And you're seeing that start to play out in corporate Australia, for example. So now sitting at the boards for ASX 200, you've got 34% of board being female. Now, if you go back seven years ago, that was 15, 16%. So you're seeing significant changes through this period of time. I don't think it's happening fast enough, which is why I think you're starting to see more and more women coming forward going enough's enough. Um, but I have really good faith, particularly in the generation coming through and the current generation of women that are really taking on leadership roles that um, that there will be massive uh, uh, advancements in the next couple of years. Deanne Stewart, thanks so much for joining us today and thank you for your support of IPA Victoria. Oh, thanks so much, Nick. I've enjoyed the conversation and once again, really, uh, really uh, honour that partnership with IPA Victoria. If you'd like to check the performance of your super fund against other super funds and the fees they charge, then just search for the Your Super Comparison tool on the Australian Taxation Office website. VicSuper is an industry superannuation fund, which is now part of Aware Super, and you can see more about their services at vicsuper.com.au. 
and you can see a full list of all the women recognised in this year's Top 50 Public Sector Women's Awards, including established and emerging leaders, at the IPA Victoria website, vic.ipaa.org.au. And thanks for listening.